Nostalgia Block is still going strong. Last week we did All Dogs Go to Heaven, my pick. This week we're doing Troy's pick. A little sequel to an American tale. American tale spelled T-A-I-L. <laughs> so full of puns. That's right, we're talking about old Fievel going to the wild, wild west. In American Tale, Fievel goes west on a very mouse-going-west edition of the review. <laughs> Re-row. <laughs> Yorkers are dicks. <laughs> hey, I'm walking in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the review review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big dumb opinions. I'm Troy to the max extreme. I'm wildly burp. <laughs> Today we're still knee deep in nostalgia mm -hmm. with my pick of a favorite childhood classic of mine. Fievel goes west. Also, a little bit of a cheat here because it's one of my childhood favorites as well. We're cheating. Cheating. <laughs> you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> That's very true. That's a motto I live by every day. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, but before that, we've got a plethora of other news that happened late uh, this week or, and early this week. Yeah. Late last week, late, early this week. Late, late last week, early this week. We really turned it around in that sentence there. Good job. <laughs> Mouse going west. <laughs> We're going to start with... Stranger Things, JT. Yeah. Hot Netflix property. Third installment coming Someone soon. Say. Yeah, Sorry. a lot of people would say. <laughs> great, great. Uh, and there's two new cast members that have been added to Stranger Things Season oh, 3. No. You know, uh, in Season 2, they brought in Sean Astin. Yeah. They've been reviving uh, a lot of character or a lot of actors that were huge in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. These are... None other yeah. than Carrie Ilwes. <laughs> I oh, can awesome. Carrie Ilwes? Carrie, yeah, Ilwes. Ilwes. It's a fucking crazy last name. Dr. Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake Busey. Oh, good. I don't know. Because Gary's just... Gary's fought. unavailable? <laughs> Gary's been unavailable, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Oh, At no. first, when I read this, do you I... really trust Gary Busey ar ar around a bunch of kids? That's a good point. No, <laughs> but when I first read this, I read it pretty quick, and I said Carrie Elwes and Busey. I'm like Gary. Oh no, Jake Busey. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I'll take a Busey whenever I can get it. Yeah, He's, he'll be the alternative Gary Busey. Right, and from what I read into it, uh, Carrie will be. Uh, playing a mayor of the town, Ooh. and he might be uh, a bit of a no-good Nick, maybe a no. little politically corrupt. Say it isn't so. Uh, and Jake Gordon, <laughs> Jake Busey will be playing a, I think a cameraman for a news 
crew or something? Yeah, like that, that sounds about right. <laughs> I was thinking either cameraman or a henchman. <laughs> Henchman number three. Yeah. Uh, so uh, look for uh, those two having maybe vast, vastly different roles in uh, oh, yeah. Stranger Things 3. I'm sure cameraman will just be a meaty role. <laughs> I'm not sure. But uh, you never know. Maybe he could turn that whole thing around. There you go. He'll be the star. <laughs> That's right. Move we'll over, Take the kids. spotlight away from Dustin. <laughs> yeah. He'll be the new breakout hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be ironic if the one person to take the spotlight from the no teeth kid is the one with the biggest teeth imaginable. <laughs> He's got all the teeth for everybody. Yeah, he took Dustin's teeth. <laughs> uh, still in the land of TV, JT. We got SNL Saturday Night Live. Yeah, for the layman. Uh, Quit wrap- calling people lame. <laughs> wrapping up its uh, current season in yeah. the next few weeks. Okay, and they have the hosts. For the next few episodes. Got some biggins. Uh, one, Amy Schumer. I, I don't know if she's hosting the last episode or the yeah. penultimate episode okay. of the series or the season. But returning cast member Tina Fey will Ooh. also be hosting an episode. I would see her being the probably the last one. You would think. I would hope yeah. so. Yeah. But maybe they want... Uh, I, I don't know what they would want, really. I have no I idea. Know. But anytime a cast <laughs> member comes back to host... I really like it. Oh, yeah. Like, the last time... Um, they know the ropes. They know the ropes. They they got it. Yeah. But when... Um, oh, fuck. I can't remember his name. He just hosted, like, a few weeks ago. Uh, guy who plays Stefan. Oh, uh, kill Bill me. Hader? Bill Hader. Thank yeah. you. His, his uh, whole episode is really good. Yeah. I really like that one. Uh, been watching a show Barry on HBO yet? I haven't yet. It's good. Is it? Yeah, I like it. Good. I kind of want. I wanted to check it out. There's a ton of things I need to watch, and I just haven't. Oh yeah, been able to do it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, got a little bit of YouTube news, JT. Now, uh, YouTube. Uh, now we're not in the venture of YouTube here. Yeah. But in another life of mine, I do do a little YouTube show called imperious rex true granted that show we do not monetize or Mm -hmm. anything we just do it for fun and it's been getting a little bit of following so that's fun too so you could monetize no maybe well we in order to monetize at all you need a thousand subscribers first off and you need like ten thousand hours of viewing time on your videos in order to even start to monetize but but yeah, you're not gonna. No. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, uh, but people seem to like it, so there you oh, have good. it. But what make them happy? What's gonna be harder to? Let's say for our channel, for example, mm-hmm. it would be hard to reach that because there is a new YouTube algorithm out there that is not necessarily demonetizing videos, which some other channels have been uh, hit by in recent months. Yeah, because of a new algorithm that just takes a look at your video and deems it inappropriate for advertising yeah. so you don't get money on it. And they yeah. don't necessarily have to tell you. You have to look for it yourself. Yeah. And uh, it's a almost like a viewer suppression algorithm, which for whatever reason, when they put it into... Th- uh, let's say uh, there's a popular YouTuber. Um, 
uh, now I can't remember, uh, DeFranco, Phil DeFranco. Yeah. He does like a news show. Yeah. So a lot of his videos get demonetized because he talks about things that are happening in the real world, which yeah. some advertisers don't deem necessary to put a Pepsi ad on something about a school yeah. shooting or something like that. <laughs> so now this new algorithm has come by where now his videos, even for subscribers, are harder to find because mm-hmm. they won't be in their notifications, even if they have Uh-oh. that little bell clicked. Oh. And it's not in their recommended or watch next tabs either. Oh, shit. And so just like Phil, for Phil DeFranco's um, point of view, that makes him lose three hundred to 450,000 views a video. Oh, shit. If that is not uh, fixed. Yeah. Which he gets money for every thousand views. So that's a lot of money <laughs> he's missing, yeah. especially if the the video is demonetized for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of YouTubers are getting it. The big ones anyway, are trying to find another platform other than like, uh, like Patreon because they, yeah. a lot of them think like, I don't really want to have to ask you for money. Yeah. But if you want to donate good, because now my revenue from YouTube that I've been building up this whole like decade of my life to get are economy out of money yeah. because they don't want to pay out. Cause I guess YouTube has never turned a profit. Yeah, <laughs> because they're paying out all this money to Jesus people. They Christ. made the rules and then they just fucked it all over yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Um. So, it's it's weird. Like I I like to keep in touch with all that YouTube stuff because at one point I was like I could see myself doing a YouTube show. Yeah. And starting out small and getting and like sure like me and Dave do one now but we only post every two weeks. Yeah. And you need to post, like, at least three times a week to even, like, get the numbers you need to even make barely a living (laughs) off off of YouTube. So, I've researched this shit, John. And actually, on a ride back from that wrestling show, I rode back with uh, Coach Havens. Yeah. And I was in a tired state (laughs) because we got back at like 3 a.m. Yeah. And I went on for like an hour about YouTube and he was just like probably wanted to blow his brains out. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I find it, uh, I find it really interesting. And if there's anybody out there that listens that has like something that can add to this, I would really like to know, like hit us up on our Gmail Review review pod at Gmail because yeah. I will read the shit out of that. I don't know shit about YouTube, so yeah. It's a very interesting prospect. Like even that it would even be a thing in the first place. Yeah. Because it for when it started, it was just like share videos, and then it turned into like make money, and then and then it was only offered to like the like top 15 people that people like made videos or whatever yeah and then they're like well if we make the rules then everybody could probably make money and then it turned into this whole snowballing thing where yeah like the top youtubers now are like kids because oh yeah (laughs) it's just like kids opening presents (laughs) and that's like they get millions of views yeah i've seen so many like those unboxing things like people just like unbox loot crates and then people like will watch a shit out of it and Mm -hmm. it's like why i don't know Kids love it for whatever reason. Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, that's all my YouTube news. That's all I'm going to have for that. Okay. I'm going to get off that subject before it gets stale. <laughs> um, Little bit of wrestling news, JT. Did you yeah. see that John Cena and Nikki Bella broke up? Troy, it's the end of an era. I think true love doesn't exist. <laughs> I was going to... I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> it's just... It's hard. Uh, But... 
I did. I wasn't even gonna add this in here, but then I saw like a funny little thing that, well, funny to me. Yeah. In the little article that I saw. Yeah. And then I went back and thought about like the random episodes of Total Divas that I walked in on because <laughs> See Danger was watching some, <laughs> where John Cena was on, and I'm like, that makes total sense. So like the little thing I read is like, as they were still dating. Yeah. In order for her to move into his house, she had to find she had to sign a 75-page agreement God. and like rules and regulations of living in John Cena's house. <laughs> that like if any time they ever broke up, she had to go immediately. <laughs> like oh, man. It, was, it was I didn't read all any of the pages or whatever, yeah. but it just seems like from what I saw on that show, it makes total sense. Yeah. Like he is like a total do-gooder and like makes a make a wish foundation oh and yeah like, whatever you think of him at, at a, as a wrestler yeah like he's still like a good worker yeah and he's starting to branch out into movies now which he seems to be favored mm-hmm. but on that show he's a cock <laughs> like mm. he is a bit of a dickhead yeah well he's kind of a frat boy a little bit because like because uh, he did sports and stuff a lot yeah but I never picked up so much that he was so much of like a a, a frat boy as much as like he, I don't know like usually like when they do like small like biography things when he's around his friends like he comes off as like a total like frat dude does he like they're just like they're like the kind of guys that like once they see each other they just like oh let's fucking do some tackle football right now and they're just like <laughs> fucking like someone like some someone pulls a fucking football out of their ass and they just start like beating the shit out of each other in the middle of a field ugh. <laughs> sickening yeah but anyway i thought that was a little bit of a john cena's maybe a secret dick or a very public dick i don't know depends what you think well i don't know i from what i've seen of him he doesn't seem like the great like he doesn't seem like a bad dude right he's got an amazing work ethic yeah but like because i even saw that on the random like six episodes i saw that he was on that like he like, did a whole Make-A-Wish thing. Like, for instance, he did a whole Make-A-Wish thing in, like, Texas or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, the group of girls or the family of the Bellas were going out to dinner. And he flew from Texas to California just to, to go to dinner. Yeah. And then he flew out to be on a wrestling show that night. Yeah. Like, he's super busy all the time. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, how does he even, like, yeah. survive? And plus, you gotta think, like, those reality shows, like, they probably catch him at, like, his dickiest. Yeah. Probably because he's jet-lagged. Yeah. And, like, just got off of doing, like, yeah. a seven-hour press tour And, like, I talked to, like, someone who's been on a reality show, and they're, like, the producers are constantly in your ear, like, trying to get you to, like, react to shit. Ugh. Like, they're just like, hey, just keep between you and me, but I'm pretty sure that person was talking shit about you earlier. Oh, really? Yeah, like, they'll do shit like that. Ugh. Like, because they want good content, so they'll yeah. just fuck with you to try and get, like, the biggest reaction out of you possible, and then they'll put that up there and like, see, isn't John Cena a fucking asshole? <laughs> Worked on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the last bit of news I got, JT, is that Steven Spielberg... Now, that's a name you're not going to hear just mm-hmm. once tonight. Please. It's true. It's not of me. It's true. I was a little. I was a little surprised. Uh, you, oh, you saw this then? Well, I saw this. Yeah, but like on the other reference, that we're okay, going to bring to him too. Uh, he yeah. is the first ever director 
for his movies to gross $10 billion at the box office. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw this. I got another Steven Spielberg news. Oh, my goodness. Bit I'll bring up also. All right. Well, that's that's uh, very impressive for Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I want to know who would be like in, a, in second. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would have no idea. Like, Scorsese? I was going to say Scorsese or maybe George Lucas. Maybe Michael Bay. Oh, fuck. Probably. <laughs> but I don't know. Like St- Spielberg's been doing it a long time, and he's got a lot of blockbusters under his belt. Yeah. Well, he's like the originator of the blockbuster. He's the OG. Yeah. They say Jaws is the thing that invented the summer movie. That's right. OGBB. OG blockbuster. Yeah. Look out, man. <laughs> That's all my news, JT. All right. What do you got on the docket over there? Let me pull it up. Pull it up. Uh, Pull it up. Let's see. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. (laughs) Uh, Got some Wonder Woman 2 news, Troy. Give it to me. The OG W. OG BB? OG WW. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Linda Carter. Oh, okay has said that she is in talks with Patty Jenkins about a possible role. Good Wonder deal. Wonder Woman 2. She, uh, Linda Carter also took a role on uh, Supergirl, CW Supergirl as well. Yeah. Because I don't think she knew that the maybe Wonder Woman movie would be any good, so I think she might have not, uh, <laughs> might have not joined in on that little adventure. I'm going to, but... uh, play this safe here and, uh. <laughs> Do the TV roll. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a TV roll. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can. Good. I'm glad. I like it when all those little, like those little nods happen. Yeah, I think it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's, just, it's just fun. <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> uh, my Steven Spielberg news. I got Troy. Mm. Uh, I know you'd be itching to see Steven Biel- Spielberg do a possible superhero film. I saw this. Uh, it seems that he is. Uh, set to direct the DC superhero film Black Hawk. Yes. Uh, do you know anything about Black Hawk? Yeah, it's uh, it's like a group of characters. The Black Hawks are like a see, like I saw this and I didn't think it'd be newsworthy because if anybody like looked into it really, they'd be like, they're not really superheroes. Yeah, no, they're, they're just like, like they're like ace pilots. Yeah. And like they, I think they fly like like alien spacecraft or whatever or something. Like maybe they go on like weird adventures. Oh. But they were introduced like a time where it was like kind of pulpy heroes mm-hmm. mixed with like sci-fi. Yeah. So it's like kind of that kind of like a 50s, 60s, yeah, like a fifties, early sixties kind of adventure, kind of a deal. Oh yeah. So he really could do it. And not even label it as, like, a DC movie. And if it goes off well, it could just be, like, a kind of cool sci-fi twist of a movie that just happens to be, like, a DC movie. But, like, because nobody knows about the Black Ops. The only time I've ever read anything about them is in Darwin Cook's New Frontier that they're a part of it. Yeah. And they're very vaguely a part of it. They just (laughs) kind of show up at one point and they're like, hey, we're here too. (laughs) Get the fuck out. (laughs) Oh, there's a flash. So that's how it pretty much was. <laughs> hey, we're the Black Hawk. Oh, flash. <laughs> Look at his shiny red costume. Uh, so, yeah. So I I don't have a lot of faith that this will go f- 
forward, really. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see of the fate of what the next few yeah. DC movies have. In and like, store if it is them. done, it's going to be done in like the far future because he's got Indiana Jones and then he's doing mm-hmm. West Side Story and yeah. then who knows? Like, I don't even know if it's a for sure thing that this would be the next thing he makes after those two things. Right. I thought I saw something that he's got four movies, like, on the docket. Jesus. It's like Indiana Jones, West Side Story, I think this Blackhawks movie, and then something else. But, yeah, so I wouldn't even expect it until, like, yeah. 2026 or something, <laughs> if that. I have no idea. <clears throat> so we'll see how how far <laughs> yeah. that stone's thrown. We'll see. Uh, Troy, did you see that Rampage yet? I have not seen the movie yet. What are you waiting for, Troy? I I haven't seen it yet. I don't I don't know. But, uh, probably DVD at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, you better get on it, Troy, because oh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, oh. it is the highest rated video game movie. Really? On Rotten Tomatoes. Rampage. Yes. But not saying much because it's still at a 50%. Oh. Okay. What is uh didn't Tomb Raider just come out? What did that get? Probably I thought that lower. was around the same. Yeah, it might be around the same, but I think it's lower. I'm going to look this up. Look it up, T-Max. Look it up. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my God. I forgot the internet sucks in here. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Ooh, saw that Super Troopers 2 not doing so well. Uh-oh. Who thought? <laughs> Who would a bunch have thunk of it? a bunch of Canadian Mountie jokes <laughs> not doing good. Come on. Uh, Come on what was I looking for? Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. <laughs> Found it. It's thinking. Ooh, I see the rotten splat. Forty nine percent. Oh, it only so beat it by one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So there you go. Oh boy. So they go, still on the hunt for that good superhero movie. Man. Or a good uh, video game movie. Video, I mean. video game. Vid, video game. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, got some Avengers Infinity War trailer, or uh, Infinity War news. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, but as of now, it is projected oh, God. to beat Star Wars The Force Awakens on opening what? weekend. That's a lot. It is a lot. Do but, you think it's got enough? Like, I as I asked the question, you think it has enough hype? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but also, The Force Awakens had like 20 years of buildup for like an yeah. opening weekend. But this has had like 10 years of buildup. Half the time. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty much had a thing come out. Like, three movies come out every year. Yeah. Like, this is, like, the... We'll see. We'll see. I do believe that everybody wants to see this opening weekend. Yeah. Nobody wants to get hit with them spoilers. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see, won't we? We'll see. I want to see what the percentage of the drop-off is to the next week. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I think the the next week is going to be good. But uh, the week after that is when uh, Dead Deadpool comes out, mm-hmm. so that'll probably make it drop a little bit. But I'm curious to see if Deadpool's able to beat it. Uh, uh like at like at week two. 
I don't know if it'll beat it at week two. No. But then what do I know? There's a bunch of dumb idiots. <laughs> We're a bunch of dumb idiots. Uh, Troy, I got some Terminator news. Rebooting? James Cameron? That reboot with the uh, old Jimmy Cam oh, and Jim. Tim Miller making that new, that new uh, Terminator. They have found their Terminator, the irreplaceable Terminator. Okay. Uh, oh, let me see. It is the new Terminator mm-hmm. is going to be played by Gabriel Luna. I don't know who he is. He was the guy that played uh, Ghost Rider in um, Agents of Shield. Oh, okay. Uh, inspired pick, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe they. I don't know what they see in him. Yeah, as I don't a know. Terminator, Especially but with him just being a TV actor, I don't know. But right. we'll see. Maybe, maybe it might turn out. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Get, get some fresh, get a fresh face in there. I saw his like one episode that he was in. Of that Agents of Shield, and I didn't hate him. I thought he was, thought he was good. There you go. It's just a, an odd choice for a Terminator, I guess. But I've been dumbfounded before and completely wrong. So, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> fuck you, Troy. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have fun. <laughs> uh, Troy, I got that news on that Disney Fox deal. Is it done yet? We're, you know, we're, <laughs> we're waiting in the wings. Yeah. Uh, don't hold your breath, Troy, because I guess the <sighs> deal is expected to wrap up by the end of the summer of 2019. Oh, Christ. So I got a, quite a while to wait. In that article that you read, is it just down for Disney Fox, or is anybody else still in contention of possibly purchasing? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's pro- there, there's got to be like still some that are trying to move in but Uh it's now it's it's primarily disney fox for now okay good i haven't heard anything else um after like that one week where comcast said they were in the maybe the running for it and everyone was like oh that's worse (laughs) yeah (laughs) please disney buy it (laughs) and comcast would just like tuck it off to the side was like well is it making profits well then fuck it yeah cancel it so yeah i Good. Come on, Disney. Just what are you doing? Open your purse. Buy it uh, up. Here's a here's a news item I'd like to call something I don't care about on something I care less about. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's going to be a a Born prequel series Ugh. on the USA Network. Oh my god, <laughs> that progressively got worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the nonstop <laughs> shit. <laughs> Who d- starring? I don't, I, don't, I don't even want to hear about this. <laughs> That'd be funny if it just got worse and worse and worse. Like yeah. starring, uh, Jake Busey as born, <laughs> <laughs> who poses uh, a ca- as a cameraman. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, I have no interest in that oh, whatsoever. Yeah, I was sick of born movies by like the third one, to be honest. And the third one was so convoluted, I'm like, what am I doing I here? know, they come out so far apart, they're just like, Blackbriar. What? I don't... What is that? <laughs> just yell fucking... Just yell shit. That I'm supposed to understand it? Yeah. God. 
Who cares? But then Jeremy Renner's in one. <clears throat> yeah, I never saw that one. I never saw even. it either. And I didn't even see the new one that was just called Born. <laughs> or was it just called Jason? <laughs> I think it was called Jason Born. Was it? Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> shows how much I cared to even with learn your about. titles combined, they are correct. Oh shit. The only thing I wanted to see was that fight scene where he just knocks the guy out in one punch. But that probably so you just wanted to see a second of it. Yeah, and I saw it from the trailer. <laughs> you saw really, the trailer. So I guess I saw what I wanted. There you go. Uh, I got some it chapter two news, Troy. All right. I know old GHD's out there perking his ears up. That's right, chomping at the bit. Uh, they have casted two more adult versions of the kids. <laughs> Okay. For whatever reason, I thought you were going to say adult actors. Yeah. Like, ad- <laughs> like adult yeah. porn actors. Yeah. There's going to be some people having sex, <laughs> full-blown, penetrating right. sex in It Chapter 2. That's right. One of the kids is now going to be played by Stormy Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> uh, no, uh, playing two... Two of the actors playing adult versions of the kids, uh, James McAvoy. What? And really? Bill Hader. My God. Are set to be in it, along with Jessica Chastain also being in there as well. Okay. She might be a pretty tight cast. I, so far, am in favor of this cast. Yeah. I'm for it as well. I want to see, uh, uh, see what they do. Hopefully they pull it out. Because I... All that I've heard is that the second part of this story, at least the way they break it up in movie form, yeah. isn't as interesting as the kids' stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, they could play with it, too. Yeah. Hopefully they change it, I guess, more, the, the stray a little bit and adapt the source material. Yeah. Maybe that'll make it a little better. Who knows? Or maybe they'll fight a giant spider thing at the end. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't. Who knows? I think they're going to do the turtle, turtle world or whatever. There's a turtle world? Did they do that in it, or am I thinking of something else? No. <sighs> I don't remember a turtle world. Well, they didn't do it in any of the movies. That's in the book, like, some... The the it creature. Yeah. I, I don't fucking care anymore. I've already <laughs> lost interest halfway through my sentence. Turtle world. Hit us up on the... Turtle uh, world. Hit us up on the Twitter. Tell us if turtle world is there. Uh... <laughs> Troy Jessica Jones talked about that season oh two. God. Yes. They just got renewed for a season three. Check it out sometime. So get in there for some more Jessica Jones. Into it. I liked uh, season two. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, I There's like a podcast I listen to every once in a while called Unpopular Opinion. Mm, yeah. Where it's just like this one guy, I think like Adam Todd Brown, he used to work for Cracked. Okay. And uh, he just has, like, a show where he just talks about what he wants to talk about every cool. week. And there was one time he brought, like, two people on that were, like, he's, like, a really big fan of Jessica Jones. And he brought, like, these other two uh, women on that were also fans of it. And uh-huh. they, like, had, like, a really thoughtful discussion about it. Really? And it was really cool. Because they even, like, bring it up, like, because all three of them never had, like, the best of, like, family. Uh-huh. And were, like, and some of them have dealt with, like, addiction in the past. So they oh, saw God. So they like framed it in that sense, and the way they talk about it, like it's really interesting. Like they like, can relate to the character. Yeah, like, a like lot they more? like they frame Jessica Jones as like an allegory for addiction and being 
uh, and uh, shit, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like being way too dependent on people. Okay. Like it's like it's like they they frame it like Jessica Jones is like an allegory for like uh, addiction and dependency, where it's like like really bad for you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. And the, and so like they brought up like they would bring they brought up like uh, specific examples from their own lives and stuff, and it was really interesting. Awesome. Like even like scenes that played out in the show and like how they dealt with versions of that in their life where like it kind of hit home for them when they saw it in the show. Like it's really interesting. I check it out. It's like uh I can't remember the it well the name of the show is Unpopular Opinion. I think it's only like a couple weeks back they did the show, but it's like something like why uh why Jessica Jones isn't what you think it's about or something. Cool. But it's good. Is this one of the like podcasts that you just kind of listen to if the title strikes you? Yeah, usually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, Adam Todd Brown can be kind of full of himself every once in a while, so I'm just like, oh, fuck, whatever. But sometimes he has like really cool uh, subjects that he talks about, so I'll listen to them. When uh, Cracked was still more of a ongoing thing, did he do? Did he have any of his own shows, like a podcast or anything? I don't know. Or just as a contributor to the website? Uh, well, I think his claim to fame was like he was like the guy that was talking about. He was the guy that was in the forefront of like saying that he was pretty sure Trump was going to get elected. And oh, people okay. were like, people were like, oh, you're full of shit, man. I re- okay. And then it happened. And then he was like, well, should have listened, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm right. But... <laughs> now he holds that over everybody's heads pretty much. at all times. Yeah. But no, it's an interesting one. Definitely check out the Jessica Jones. Ep- if you're a fan of Jessica Jones, I, I suggest that episode. I might in go and. Uh... Listen to that one then. I'd like to hear that. And uh, my last bit of news, Troy. Uh, Randall Park mm-hmm. apparently has landed a role in Aquaman. Aquaman. Uh, he is set to play the marine biologist Stephen Shin. Okay. Which I guess he's supposed to be <laughs> kind of like a father figure to Arthur Curry. Okay. Like he's supposed to be, he was like, a friend of his dad's and like, he kind of helps him like hone his powers when he's like up on like dry land and shit. Cool. So I don't, I don't know. know much about Aquaman. Okay. So, so I know his dad was a lighthouse operator, <laughs> which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> the only, and the only reason I like that so much is because Stanley on the office is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And one of his talking heads is, if I ever win the lottery, I'm going to buy a decommissioned lighthouse and live at the top. And then I'll pull this lever and then it'll launch into space. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that really sticks in my head is like, I really like lighthouses. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, on the subject of like uh, sitcoms, me and Molly are still watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And it's okay for the most part, but... Hitchcock is the best. There's like this old detective that just does paperwork called Hitchcock, and uh-huh. he's just a fat, lazy piece of shit. <laughs> and he always does the most random things that just make me just <laughs> blow up with laughter. Like okay. he'll just like try and like get one up on somebody, and then they'll just like throw it back in his face, and he'll just be like, "Sweet burn." <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and there's like an episode where like uh, 
he was like doing good work or something and like this guy was getting like downtrodden about it so like to rub it in he was like he uh or i guess he was like doing like detective work better than this other guy and like since he's considered like a total piece of shit that it was making him look bad so then he got this tattoo to like rub it in (laughs) where it's like hey look it's me blowing smoke out of the barrel of a gun and it's like, no, it's not. It's, you have the gun in your mouth. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> legit a tattoo of him with a gun in his mouth. <laughs> and so every time he takes his shirt off or he shows his arm, there's always this tattoo of him with his gun in his mouth smiling. <laughs> it's just, oh, Hitchcock's like the best part of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> I've, always, I've tried to get into that show like a few times, but I get, like I tried to start at episode one. And then I just couldn't get into it, I guess. Yeah. I kind of found it, like, a little grating. Yeah. Does it, like, level out? Or is they all, are they you all kind of like You fall more into it. Like, the characters you start to get more into as it goes on. Okay. There are some that I'm still not really into. Like, Andy Samberg, I've never really gotten into that much. Uh-huh. And he's, like, the main <laughs> yeah. character of the thing. Yeah. But a lot of, like, the side characters are good. Like, the captain. Like, the gay black captain's really good. Uh-huh. And Joe Latrulio's character is really good. Uh-huh. And fucking every time Hitchcock comes up, I just <laughs> I lose my shit because it's it's like him and this other guy. They're just these two fat police officers that just do paperwork all day, and they just like pride themselves on how much they sit around and eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Ah, uh, 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 majestic. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not like the best show ever, but gets through the day good it gets you through the day yeah it's a good time killer mm-hmm. perfect any more news uh that's all my news troy well but we do have a bit of uh a bit of sad news i have quite a bit of sad news actually yeah, i know there's quite a, quite a few uh so we We've better lost. fire up that old fire it up fire up that old tune yep Played by one of the Review Review All-Stars. That's right. We have him on the wall up here on a pennant. Oh, yeah. Yep. On a pennant. Yeah, we couldn't afford a plaque. No. I he's mean, just on a, <laughs> he's on a piece of paper that we cut into a triangle. <laughs> we got to spring for this ourselves. Yeah. I mean, come on. We're not millionaires. Right. We're not, we're not getting any money on YouTube or anything. I know. I mean, I mean, I made the pennant. It's a, by yeah. eight and a half by 11 sheet of copy paper yeah i drew it myself you did which i mean i i'm no slouch at drawing i'd like to toot my yeah. own horn there to too but yeah yeah i wasn't a rush so you know if, if people want proof of this you're gonna have to draw this that's very true but <laughs> i'll just take a picture of the one that's hanging on the wall yeah i'm not gonna redraw it you know what i mean yeah i know yeah the one that we have hanging right now right yeah that exists wall. that's that is real it right. is yeah, the one that is real that exists that we're looking at right, right. now. On our all-star wall. Yeah. I mean, Dave, GHD has a plaque. It's Neil's bits. Just fucking yeah. shut up. <laughs> People dying. It's the Shut pits. the fuck up, Troy. Please stay tuned to Neil's bits. We get it about your fucking pennant. Now we got to listen to this song. We waste enough time listening to you talk about this pennant. Now we got to waste more time waiting for this song to get over with. Song. <laughs> this fucking song. <laughs> okay, that's it. All right, sweet. So, 
big big week. Uh, lots of deaths. Lots like they they say they come in threes, but I have five names Jesus. written down on here. All right. So uh, let me just let me start it out. All right. And let and maybe you can chime in here. Okay. First one. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't write them down what day they were, but it was in this last week. Yeah. Uh, Milos Foreman. Yeah. Died at 86 years old. If you didn't, if you don't know him, you'll know his work. Yeah. He directed uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He directed Amadeus. Directed Hair and People versus Larry Flint. There you go. Uh, as well as um, some other things too, but these are like his big top hits. Yeah. Uh, died at 86. 86? Good long uh, span of life good there. Good career you got he going won on. One life. He had some hits. So there you have it. He's nominated yeah. for, I think, a few Oscars. Did he win Oscars I for? Can't, I can't remember. I, I think know... he might have won for One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest and Amadeus. Oh, you might be right. I know Amadeus was nominated for its soundtrack. So I don't know. But regardless. I think Amadeus won. That year, for best dude. picture, yeah, because I think Amadeus came out on a really slow year for movies. Mm. Okay, well, don't know. All right, but the guy behind it, Milos Foreman. Yep, there you have it. Oh my God, oh, you that kid? Yeah, <laughs> Macy's just she's distraught she over the loss of Milos Foreman. Probably does not want to go to bed, which is gonna drive me fucking. Nuts. <laughs> Um, well, what can you expect, Troy? Milos Foreman is no longer with us. I mean, I get it. I mean, I understand, really. Damn it. Uh, another name on the bits list. <laughs> the bits list. <laughs> is uh, a comedian from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, he was hot in the 80s, but he died uh, just last week as well at 65 years old. Oof. Not, uh, not as... Not as uh, late. No. Harry Anderson. <sighs> if that name oh, doesn't Night sound Court. familiar. Yeah. He was in Night Court. He was also in the 1990s version of It. Uh, oh. He was one of the grown-up adult characters. Really? Yes. Um, I don't know if he was a liked portion of that part of the movie, because I don't think that part of the movie is very well liked at no. all. But uh, he's in that as, like, a slew of other things. And he had, like, cameos and a bunch of stuff in mm-hmm. the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And he's always, like, the goofy. He's, like, had a recurring role in Cheers as, like, a magician-type character. Oh, yeah. Well, I think he started out as a magician before he started yeah. acting. Yeah, you're right. Um, So he also passed away. Um, I didn't see what from, but it couldn't. Hopefully it's not from natural causes. Yeah. But, like, it can't be good. Uh, Also, uh. Previous first lady, yeah, Barbara Bush passed away just yep. in the last few days at 92 years old. Very long, hell life. of a hell of a very, run there. Very long life. Um, I don't know what from. I mean, 92 years old. It could have been anything at this yeah. point. Yeah, but uh, could have stubbed her toe. <laughs> it was, um, regardless of what you think of politics wise. Yeah, it'd be pretty interesting for her. To both have a husband and a son to become president of the United States. Yep. And uh, she's a little bit before my time to be at least cognizant of what's going on in the political world. But I am... She is very relevant in even pop culture because she's even, like, appeared on The Simpsons and a ton of other stuff as well. So, 
congrats to your life of Barbara Bush. Old, I old tip, Babs Bush. <laughs> I tip the hat yeah. to thee. Um, do you want to do the two big ones, JT? Sure. You can do the two big ones. Okay. Uh, we lost uh, WWE Hall of Famer Bruno San Martino. Yes. He was 83? 82. 82. Yeah. Yeah. That happened today. Yeah, it happened today. Yeah. <laughs> As of this recording. I got the notification from my app. <laughs> you f- like right when it happened. Oh my god. So, but Yeah. Yeah. 82 He's... is a pretty long for a wrestler though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually surprised that uh it was that late cuz anytime usually a wrestler passes yeah. it's like But he also six. <laughs> He also came up in that era where like huge godlike men were not considered like the the biggest right thing in wrestling yeah they were like, like he was still back when it's like you could be fat and be really good in wrestling <laughs> yeah yeah you just like a brute looking yeah. guy like just a g- big guy in a bar you want to be a pro wrestler yeah sure yep you're gold, hired gold took the bruiser <laughs> got that barrel of beer on his shoulder <laughs> but uh He's uh, known for being the second ever WWF champion. Yeah, and, and longest reigning ever. Yeah, his first title run was like eight years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was long. And then he, I think, I was re- I read up on him today because I didn't know any of this stuff, but he was also the first ever two-time WWF champion as well. Oh, man. So check that out. And then he held it again for another three years after that. <laughs> yeah. So. Those long ass title reigns like oh, blow yeah. my mind of like old wrestlers that are like, Yeah, I had the title for fifteen years. Like, are you fucking nuts? Well they had it like back when they were like strictly in New York and like New York was just chock full of like Italian immigrants. Oh sure, yeah. So like they were just like they were just like jerking off to Bruno San Martino. <laughs> they would have turned over cars and rioted in the streets yeah. if he lost the title. Yeah, yeah cause like when you would lose they would just like fucking ape shit <laughs> i'm pretty sure they pr- a building was probably demolished because of a bruno san martino loss right there are probably people in it too probably they're probably just like you deserve to die <laughs> bruno lost <laughs> uh and the last one that I, at least i have yeah uh is r lee ermy yeah died at 74 years old yeah i think it was uh something like liver failure or something like oh, that man. it was something that went wrong inside of his body obviously but it was uh or maybe it was complications with like cancer or something i can't remember either way like he's like a heck of an influence on a ton of pop culture oh, like yeah. grew up in his career being a drill sergeant for like however many years and yep. then just split off into doing being a drill sergeant in movies <laughs> but doing um, like amazing work oh, yeah. in it yep there was uh some other podcast brought this up um as well and they said that like there's one thing that they saw of him that he like went off and berated as a drill sergeant to some guy for 20 minutes straight and never repeated himself in insults god <laughs> and i was like holy shit and yeah. I can just imagine it, just up in his face, calling him all sorts of dirty things. Yeah, because I guess like in Full Metal Jacket, like there was like there'd be like long uncut scenes, like five minutes straight, where he's just railing off shit in people's yeah. faces and like not not breaking once. Right. You're like Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. And then uh, he also had a very, I think, a very good comedy, like, uh, portion of his career, too, because he was in, like, Saving Silverman. That's right! He was the coach in Saving... <laughs> he... I totally forgot about that! <laughs> like... I, he's in something else like too. He falls in love with Jack Black and they get married at the end. <laughs> yeah. I it's totally about that. weird, but uh, like, takes a shit by a tree <laughs> after he gets out of jail. God, oh yeah, I forgot how much Saving Silverman was good. <laughs> uh, he's in something else I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it, all all these people like what a what a great run. That's oh, why yeah. we celebrate you in these. Oh, yeah. Neil's bits. Yes. Uh, heck of a heck of a week to lo- lose all of these people, but so we, many. We had a dry few weeks. It had to happen sooner or later. I yep, guess. <laughs> yep. They were just. It was just a big death clog in the sink, and then it just all all got unplugged at once. Got all unplugged at once. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's done. All right, there you go. It's done. <laughs> I like how this segment is just. It's just got evolved into, like, into a. I don't want to fucking, fucking do a bit. I don't want to think. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to do this big long fucking bit about it's done. Just go into it. Uh, well, what what trailers do, do you got this week? I'll chime in if you if I got them. Uh, well, I saw a trailer for a film called Hotel Artemis. Oh yeah, I also saw this one. Uh, it's. I listened like a like a podcast today where they were talking about it and they were kind of riffing on it because it looked kind of like a rip off of john wick in a i way. thought that exact same thing because i thought because like there was like a something in production like they were going to do something about the hotel yeah and i don't know if that ever came to be but i was like maybe this turned into this maybe but it's not the hotel artemis in the in john wick it's well, like i know that ho- yeah but, but uh yeah, I don't know. But so this one, I mean, it looks pretty good, though. Like, the cast is stacked as fuck, though. Yeah, I was surprised to yeah. see, like, every new like, face. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, Jodie Foster, Dave Bautista, uh, Sterling K. Brown, Charlie, Charlie Day. Day, Jeff Goldblum. Um, uh, the actress with the knives for feet in Kingsman. Oh, yeah, that's right. I She's in there. Remember. I can never remember her name. She was the Sophia mummy, Sophia Batella. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She was the mummy before Tom yeah. Cruise was the mummy. God, that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, shit. But no, Hotel Artemis, it looks fun. It does look fun. Yeah. Like, I wasn't sure what to think about it at first, but the more it went along, it looks like it should be like a fun kind of action-y romp, I guess. Hopefully it stays true to the tone of the trailer and isn't like a... yeah. Isn't like a misdirect or something yeah. like that. It ends up being like a serious drama because that'll suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how that comes out. I think it's like June, I think it comes out. Oh, boy. So we'll, we'll check it out. See. And beyond that, there's not really much else. There's like a new Incredibles 2 trailer that came out that I saw that didn't really have too much else that was new. Nah. And uh, a Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom yeah, it's, I mean that was fine. It played a more uh, comedy. Yeah, into it, it looks more. It looks like they're barely going to be on the island now. Yeah, like the way they showed in the trailer, like like the first couple trailers, it was like, oh, they're going to be on this island, it's about to blow up. Like it's pretty tense. And now, and this one, it looked like 
yeah, that's probably like the first like 30 minutes. Yeah. And now we're going to spend the whole time at this facility where they're trying to make new dinosaurs. Again. Like, again. <laughs> this uh, <sighs> this one, right. I I like the last trailer more than the first one it, they had. Or maybe there was a teaser or whatever. Yeah. But like this one like brought me back down. I'm yeah. just like, it was like, I, I appreciate it because I was like, ah, it showed more Chris Pratt being funny. But yeah. at the same time, it like juxtaposed that with like like horror and suspense elements, and it's like they're doing the same old shit again. It's like we made an even scarier dinosaur. It's like fuck you, you do that every time. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sick of that shit. <laughs> do something else. Launch him into space or do something yeah, weird. Dude, yeah, dinosaurs in space. Yeah, Jurassic Universe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. Build a park on the moon. <laughs> there you have it. Um, there you go, Colin Trevorrow. Dig into that nugget. There you go. Uh, <laughs> then have a kid die yeah. halfway through it. <laughs> and have his mom assassinate dinosaurs. That's right. She has like a ray gun and shit. <laughs> yeah. And the dinosaurs have space gills. <laughs> it's perfect. Why are we making this? That's, very, that's a good point. I don't know why. Space gill dinosaurs can't go wrong make us make it make us make it yeah hold us a gunpoint <laughs> and make, make us, us make it make us make it <laughs> uh the only other trailer i have is a movie called dark crimes and it stars jim carrey oh and it's from a pro- it's from uh odd production studios one of them being direct tv and another one being Saban Entertainment. Jesus. So I don't know what the fuck kind of joint venture this is. Was but it for kids? No, it is not. <laughs> okay. It's like Jim Carrey being like his new serious role oh, type. And he's like a detective trying to figure out the murder of this of this like series of murders. Yeah. Which are kind of similar to this author's book. And he thinks it's So he's the- making the number twenty three again? I guess, but it's called Dark <laughs> Crimes. But, uh, like, the series of murders are very similar to what's in this book, and he thinks it's the author that's doing it. So, who, who knows? It looks okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, it, like, he's the only actor in it that I recognize, because I think everybody else is, like, a foreign actor. So, mm. I don't know. We'll check it out. But it's called Dark Crimes. What do you think about it, uh, listening world? Yeah. Hit us up on the Twitter. I'm curious, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. But Jim Carrey's working again. He's going to be all method. Maybe he's not Walk uh, in there. Maybe he's not selling enough paintings and needs to get Did back. You write a book. Did you make a crime? Jim, just go to set. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Stop being Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's all I got for trailers, JT. All right. Well, that leads us into the Turn of Random Movies mm-hmm. 2. Yes. Uh, we had Joe versus Volcano versus Wolf of Wall Street. Troy, did you vote? I did. I did. Uh, did you vote for what won? I didn't see what won. Okay. I voted early, so I didn't well, see the results. Uh, it was a bigger margin than I thought it was going to be. Okay. But uh, Wolf of Wall Street actually took it. Then I voted for the winner. Oh! <laughs> I'm surprised, because you seem to be kind of partial I, to Joe versus Volcano. I know, and 
the more I thought about it, I'm just like, ah, I really liked Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. I don't know why I didn't want to do something new. I'm just like, ah, I feel com- I feel safe doing something yeah. that I've seen already. I don't know. Well, I always kind of go for, like, if I'm interested, I'll uh-huh. go towards. So I did go Joe versus Volcano just to see. But I'm not heartbroken. I do like Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at the cover again to Joe versus Volcano, and I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this. But your Slack chat. I know. So they'll be upset. They'll get over it. Well, probably not too upset. No one else. There's only eight votes, I think. Oh, God. So Maybe we know. take a break until we do the next tourney so people can refresh or something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll but anyway, what do we got uh, going on for the next well, round? We got a pretty interesting one. All right, this week, Tombstone oh, oh. versus Mars Attacks. Oh shit! So this one might be a little bit more of a challenge for you, Troy. It might be. But uh, as always, I do have the trivia. Okay. That we do for all of our quarterfinal matches. That's co- of course. Uh. For those of you that are just tuning in, we get six facts. Three are from Tombstone. Three are from Mars Attacks. It's Troy's job to figure out which fact goes with which movie. I think I did pretty good last week. I think you got all of them last week. 100%. So we'll see how you do. I'm going to go for the double right see here. see how you do this time. Mm, okay. Mm, 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 mm. Fact number one. Okay. One of the main actors directed a large portion of this film, even though he was not credited for it. Tombstone. It is Tombstone. Yes. Kurt Russell actually directed a large portion of the film. Oh, really? Because they, they changed directors halfway through, and then in between the transition, Kurt Russell directed a lot of it. Oh, I remember hearing about that. And I guess they said that he directed so much of it that... They pretty much considered him, like, the director of the movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Like, even when the other director came in, he just kind of stood back and just let Kurt Russell do everything. <laughs> but then they gave him the credit as the director. Because I think I even read somewhere that, like, Sylvester Stallone wanted the director of Tombstone for, like, a movie that he was producing. Uh-huh. Because he liked Tombstone so much. <laughs> and everyone was just like, you know, Kurt Russell pretty much directed the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Good on Kurt Russell. Yeah. But, yeah, he did all of it, un- and he's uncredited as director, even. Oh, look out. So, there you go. A, what a guy. What a, what a chap. What we a should uh, give him a call, see what his take on that. Yeah. See if he wants some residual from that director. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Number two. Number two. One of the actors is referred to by his real name at one point in the film. Uh, Mars Attacks. It is Mars Attacks. The grandmother calls Jack Black Thomas in it, which Thomas is his actual first name. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, more you know. There you go. More you know. How about it? Thomas... Uh... <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> uh, number three, Troy. Uh-huh. The screenwriter claims that not a word of what he wrote was used in the film, but claimed he still enjoyed it. Huh. Mars Attacks. It is Mars Attacks. Okay. I guess <laughs> T. 
Tim Burton was just like, fuck it, I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> I can see that. Because uh, I don't know I don't know if they interviewed uh, Tim Burton, but the screenwriter was like, yeah, I don't, I don't even think a single word of what I wrote was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. So there you have it. They had uh, fun with it, though. They had fun with it. They yeah. really did. It's shows on screen. Uh, number four, Troy. Okay. The first choice for a major role in the film was Willem Dafoe, but was not allowed by the production company because of his role in The Last Temptation of Christ. Uh, Tombstone? I don't know when that movie came out. It is Tombstone. He okay. was supposed to play uh, Doc Holliday, which was Val Kilmer's oh, role. Oh, look out. But, uh, yeah, the production company was not a fan of uh, him playing Jesus <laughs> in a movie about Jesus saying fuck it. <laughs> uh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five. In the early stages of the film, there were up to 60 characters that were supposed Holy to be in the fuck. film. I'm going to say that's Mars Attacks. It is Mars Attacks. That's a stack yeah. cast already. I know. There was already like too many people in it. <laughs> Can't imagine 60 fucking characters in one movie. Like Tom Jones is like a big character in Mars Attacks for a point. Tom only... Jones is an enormous part in Mars Attacks. And as like, and it's not even really that important. And he's probably only in it for really five, maybe ten minutes. Yeah. But... Still a main character because the character oh, yeah. is spread out to like yeah. maybe ten characters throughout this whole movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it's in segments. There's, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fucking characters. Going, in it. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, last fact: or the director claims that one of the actors spent the entire production drunk. Tombstone. It was Tombstone. <laughs> the actor Stephen Lang. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen so, Lang, there you have it. You got all all six of us again this time, Troy. You're awesome. on a roll. There was two of them I guessed on, so I was lucky. I was lucky. So there you have it. That's our third quarterfinal match. Got one last one next week. Okay. Then we're gonna get in the ooh, get in the oh meat of it. Oh God, it blew <laughs> up inside. <laughs> get into the meat of it. This one's going to be interesting. I don't have a choice of what I'm going to vote for yet. Yeah, no, I'm curious. I don't I'm, even know what I'm going to vote for. I've never seen Tombstone. Yeah. But I've been really hankering to watch it for actually a few years, and I just needed a reason. Yeah. This could be that reason. This could be a reason. But I also really love Mars Attacks. <laughs> so? Think we'll we got we got the potential for a very interesting Final Four. Yeah. On this. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Hmm. Be interesting. Be interesting. All right. Is that it? For that, that is it. Well, then, GT debuting on November 22nd, 1991. Yeesh. An American tale. Fievel Goes West. Hit theaters everywhere. Wonderful. With an unknown budget, I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I looked up so specific details on Google, and they just kept sending me to the same websites, and they said nothing. Someone actually found out the budget of this movie, and they were found in their hotel room murdered the next day. <laughs> yeah. 
by a mouse <laughs> with guns. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but domestically, and a, very, and a very swanky dressed cat. <laughs> domestically, it did make twenty two point one million dollars, and worldwide made forty point eight million dollars. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at a forty five percent. Oh. Which, if we're going by last week's standards, and uh, I think yeah, wasn't all dogs higher than that? All dogs at a fifty percent. Oh. On Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, IMDb at a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, All Dogs have a 6.7 out of 10. Uh-oh. And I even have Common Sense Media. Uh, this is the only one where Common Sense was higher for Fievel by 1.1 1. 1 point. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Common Sense Media gave uh, Fievel Goes West 3 out of 5, and All Dogs 2.9 out of 5. Shit. So look out. A little more trivia for you. It was the number 60 movie in 1991, <laughs> but even though it was pretty low on the list, it did beat Hudson Hawk and Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember watching the shit of Ernest Scared. Remember Ernest Scared Stupid scared me as a kid. <laughs> I That was the first Ernest movie I've ever seen was that one. And mm. I was like, what is this? And then I learned yeah. it came from a commercial. And I'm like, yeah, the Ernest character did anyway. I'm oh, like, yeah. What the yep. fuck is happening? Um, but I do have more trivia for movies that came out in 1991 as well. And a little guessing game for you. I got a little. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, with Five Goes West being the number 60 movie in 1991, uh, there's some other ones that made the list. Uh, for like the top ten, yeah. But uh, some honorable mentions below the top ten are My Girl at number twenty-two. Ooh. Um, a reissue of One Hundred One Dalmatians. So I don't know Star Trek. Was, oh, was that the or maybe it was just they put the animated one out in theaters again? Maybe. Yeah, I think it did. Uh, Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. It oh came boy. out at number fifteen. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two at number thirteen. That might uh, be the one I've seen the most out of the Ninja Turtles. The second one? Yeah. Oh. I know. It <laughs> was a real glutton for punishment. At number 10 is Naked Gun 2 and a half. There you go. Number 9, Father of the Bride. Number 8, Sleeping with the Enemy. 7, The Addams Family. Number 6 was Hook. Okay. Number 5, City Slickers. Number 4, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, shit. Can you guess the top three movies of 1991? Oh, Did Aladdin come out in 91? Uh, I think that came in 92. Shit. There is, I'll give you a hint. The next one is animated. Yeah. And then the top two, uh, well, number two is like a drama. And then number one is one of the, Best action movies of all time. Ugh. Terminator 2? Is number one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia? No, no. <laughs> number two is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, my God. You know it's true. <laughs> Love that song, though. <laughs> and then number three, can you guess the animated one that comes in number three? Uh. Because, oh, ironically, number three, this movie dropped the exact same day as Fievel Goes West. God, so they just have terrible luck with 
right. Like it's <laughs> dropping the films. The more I looked up on the last two movies that we did are so similar in just production. <laughs> it's un it's weird. Um Rescuers Down Under? No. The Beauty and the Beast. Oh god. So both of these movies that came out from a uh, the same studio went up against two huge Disney movies the same day. God. And uh, both did very similarly <laughs> in yeah. the box office. Yeah. Uh, very weird. Anyway. Very weird. That's all I got for you. Um, JT. Yes. What happened in Fievel Goes West? Okay. Uh, I guess it's fair since you tried to do the synapses for my pick. And I sucked it up because I up. somehow didn't see the first ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in this one, it is a continuation of the first American tale, which I have not seen. I but vaguely remember it. I've seen it. I It revolves around a young mouse named Fievel who has moved to America with his Russian mice family. <laughs> Of uh, his mother and father, along with his older sister and uh, baby. I don't even know what the baby's sex is. I, it's like, it's just, I think it's a girl, but I it's think, essentially yeah. like Maggie Simpson. It shows up Pretty when much. it needs it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a portion in this where you just don't see the baby at all. And you're like, where's the fucking baby? I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they live in New York trying to live the American dream. Mm -hmm. And uh, they keep being bombarded by these... Vicious cats that keep making them run out of their holes and uh, hide all the time, and they're sick of it. And then they, until they are uh, approached by a strange-looking mouse that might be a puppet, <laughs> <laughs> that tells them that there's an opportunity in the Great West. Yes. To start anew. Yes. And uh, all the mice in New York decide that's the place to go. Mm -hmm. But when they get there. They find that there might be some shady dealings mm. behind this whole going to the West scenario. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, is that it? Uh, yeah, that's it. Very good. Did better than me last week. Not hard. <laughs> Easy now. So, <laughs> this uh, voice cast was pretty stacked. Yeah. Um, I was totally forgot that, um, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, that was the one that really threw me off. And, like, you can hear how old he is. Yeah, this actually was his last movie that he ever did. Really? Was Five Goes West. Yeah. He played uh, Wiley Burp, the old dog yeah. sheriff in this movie. <laughs> but I, like, his voice is so well cast in this, especially for the yeah. age of it and, like, yeah. the old, like, weird twang that he has yeah in his voice. he does sound like very downtrodden like yeah. a very downtrodden like dog yeah <laughs> yeah um also dom deloise plays tiger in this movie mm -hmm. um he does an amazing job i like him more in this than i did in uh all dogs go to heaven me too like he's got a really big much bigger part in this than he did in all dogs yeah but I also liked him in All Dogs. He was one of my yeah. favorite things in that. But in this, like, I think Tiger might be my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say so, too. Like, and, like, he's so entertaining in the way, like, I don't know how he recorded his lines in this. Because he doesn't necessarily have to be talking with 
anybody, like, go have a back and forth, because yeah. he does a lot of talking to himself. Yeah. Which he, they could have just, like, cut him loose and be like, just do whatever you want. Yeah. And I think he did, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the way he's animated, too. Like, it looks like it made it really easy to animate him, because it's just, he has such crazy inflections in all of his talking. Right, yeah. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then, I didn't know this, but John Lovitz plays the spider. He does? Yeah. Shit, yeah, I thought I saw John Lovitz in the credits, and I'm like, what the fuck does he play? Um, well, he plays a character, T.R. Chula, so I'm assuming that's yeah, the spider. I'm sure that's... Uh, and then John Cleese plays the main villain Yeah, I of forgot about that. As Katar Wall. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I totally forgot that John Cleese was in this, too. I knew it was like a debonair cat, yeah. but then as soon as he started talking, I'm like, holy shit, that's John Cleese. <laughs> <laughs> like, I totally forgot all this. And then all the other voice actors do a, a very great yeah. job as well, yeah. but I think there were actual voice actors yeah. for yep. the rest of them. I really liked the the chick that played the sister in this, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I uh I didn't get her name down, but she does a really good job, and she does uh she has a I think she does the singing for it as well. Yeah, because she's the main singer out of I think she does pretty much every single like song piece in this movie. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. She does, and I would as we're going along with the songs in this. I thought the songs in this were really good. Yeah, the songs in here were, were definitely better than All Dogs. Yeah, they were uh, way more memorable. And I remember really liking them as a kid, too. Yeah. And um, I thought the one that somewhere out there was on the radio. Was it? Do you know? I think so. I think it might have been bigger in the first one. Because in here, they only do like the first line of it. And then a human throws a to- tomato. <laughs> that scene was nuts to me. <laughs> That human beings would be so pissed at mice singing that they would throw full tomatoes at their very tiny houses. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Like, they, like you see the shadow. It was like, oh, it must be like a cat or a dog or something. No, they show it's it's, it's the shadow of a, hu- of a full-grown human being from an apartment window throwing it through. Full, big-ass like, tomatoes. Yeah, and it was amazing aim because it went through the whole, like, Almost less than the size of the tomato. Right. Yeah. That's an audible mouse. Yeah. For one point. Very audible. <laughs> Secondly, uh, they make use of that tomato. They eat that shit right up. Oh, well, yeah. at least try to until those pesky cats come along. Sons of bitches. Um, but before we stray too far away from the music, um, James Horner was the uh, composer for this movie. Okay. And... I don't. I don't know if the name is familiar to you or not, but he does. He scored a lot of things. Yeah, and he's one of my favorite composers. Oh, nice. Um, he did uh the soundtrack to Titanic, which oh, won yeah. an Oscar. Uh, he did it for Avatar. He did it for Commando. Yeah. He did it for Aliens. Oh. Which he was nominated for an Oscar. He did Field of Dreams. He wrote the song somewhere out there. That's in this. Okay. That, which was also nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. He did The Rocketeer, which is a really good theme. Oh, which yeah. Which also came out in 91. Oh, shit. He did the uh, live-action Casper movie, which if you... Like, I listen to a soundtrack station on Pandora, and yeah. sometimes the Casper soundtrack will come on there. Yeah. It's got a really good 
original motion picture soundtrack. Really? Like, very emotional. Like, it'll bring you to tears, man. Oh, man. Look out. Watch, watch out for Stinky Fatso and Stretch <laughs> or whatever. Uh, he also did the original Jumanji, Braveheart, and Apollo 13. Shit. So, like, he's been on these big, huge movies where he's been yeah. with, like, James Cameron and Spielberg and all of these big, mm -hmm. and uh, Ron Howard a lot yeah. works with them. Um, real big, big fucking deal, yeah. uh, James Horner. And then he also um, had recently passed away, like, recently within the last three years. Oh, shit. Because uh, he was also, like, a pilot. And he crashed his plane, Holy and he was the only one in it. Shit. <laughs> so, a little side fact for you for James Horner. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed all of the themes in this. Like, even right from the beginning, because I like the um, old, like, western, like, yeah. frontier kind of themes. Yeah. Like, and, like, the whip crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonanza-type sound of a... And that's how it starts. And then uh, another part through the movie, they actually have, the, like, uh, the Roland, Roland theme. Yeah. Um, I think... I can't remember what that's originally from, but the version of that is from Blues Brothers. Because they have it in that movie, and they took that version and put it in here. It must be <laughs> the same production studio or something that made it. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, speaking of Steven Spielberg, yeah, uh, he also was a producer on this movie. Yeah, I was surprised that he was. Yeah, I, um, I was actually surprised to see he was a producer, but he didn't direct it. But then I was like, I don't think he's ever directed actual animation before, no. so that makes well, sense. Well, he never directed Ventures of Tintin. Oh, that's very true. That's very true. Um, but yeah, I. But it makes sense, I guess, like because I. I really loved this movie as a kid, and going back to it today, was when I watched it. Yeah. Um, when I saw Steven Spielberg's name on there, I'm like, oh, hopefully, like his name, like indicates quality. Yeah, there's a few scenes <laughs> in here that feel like Spielberg inspired. Yeah. Like there's the there's the scene where they're riding in that pan through the sewer. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that feels kind of like a Spielberg type scene uh -huh. cuz you're like seeing it through their eyes. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh it's kind of like the cart uh thing in Temple of Doom where yeah. it's like Woo! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. It's there's like some uh, fun uh like some fun scenes like that. Mhm. Mm yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So let's uh let's get in let's get into it. Dive into it. Um since I, this movie came out in 91, I'm not worried about spoilers, so oh, yeah. spoilers all ahead, but uh I wasn't disappointed at all when I went back yeah. and watched this movie. Like I didn't the only part I really remembered was the very end from yeah. uh from a kid when like from the, almost like the training montage yeah. To the end is what the only parts I really remembered. Um, like they're, I love how their their training took place over the course of like twelve hours. <laughs> if that. like it was, yeah, it wasn't even that long. Because <laughs> I wanted to bring that exact same point up. Yeah. I'm like, like Jesus, you trained him in a really fast fucking time. <laughs> trained a cat to be a dog in twelve hours, not even. It just seemed like an afternoon. Yeah. Like <laughs> that morning, they went out to the desert, made this cat be a dog. And then every training <laughs> montage that you saw, he ended up doing in the last fight. Yeah. <laughs> against all the cats. 
Even like jumping through the barrels, like when you jump through the tires, like yeah. on a football field or whatever, they do that in the training and they yeah. actually use it <laughs> during the fight. And the only thing that really was really effective was the thing that he fucked up all the time. But him, him doing the fuck up was the thing that ultimately helped them win in the end. <laughs> of course. Which I don't... It was weird because like, why didn't they just shoot him? <laughs> Yeah. He's like, oh, he's having a seizure? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Too. I was like, There's nothing lazy eye about it. He's just having a seizure. Uh, uh, but I, uh, when uh, the movie started and it starts in New York, I'm like, I don't fucking remember hardly any of this at all. Yeah. Until, uh, and I didn't remember that Spider was in here either. And I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck yeah, I don't remember any of this. And then when the whole raid starts to happen on all the Mouse's homes, it was all kind of clicking in for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I remembered them, like, escaping in that tuna can or whatever it was down the sewer grate. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, this is when they meet that puppet. <laughs> <laughs> John Cleese with his overuse of y'all. Y'all. Yeah. Y'all. Y'all. Come to the West. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> He's just... <laughs> It's like every time he says y'all, he's still teaching himself how to say it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I really like he'll just be like, yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all. <laughs> and then, uh, like, he, he starts talking up, like, the reason that all the mice are even tricked to go to the West is yeah. because there's a big opportunity there. And even though there are cats, cats and dogs and mice all live in harmony out yep. in the West. But it's just, it seems like a far-fetched plot. To go that far of a distance just to eat mice. Yeah. If you really think about it. <laughs> well, they no, well, they wanted to bring the mice in because they want them to build their town for them. Sure. I just, yeah. Because that's why they yeah. never ate. Because they were always like, well, let's just eat them now. Like, no, we need them to build our town. And then when we unveil the town is when we kill them and eat them. Yeah. I mean, it's a far fetched plot. Yeah. Like really all they needed to do was get him in that little box on that train and then take that box off and then <laughs> shuffle them into their mouth. Pretty much. <laughs> but no, I think it was kind of a, it's weird because it's like, because it's like a kid's movie, mm-hmm. but it's like an allegory for like how immigrants were treated. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> like back when like, yeah, because it's like there's so much shit you can read from like back then where a bunch of people treated like tricked immigrants into moving out west so they'd have like really cheap labor uh-huh. to build shit. Uh-huh. That's exactly what because even all the mice are immigrants. Sure. Like even Fievel's family is Russian. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like they they just do things where it's like they use them to build to build up the town and then when they don't need them anymore they just. Eat them. Eat them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I thought it was funny because, like, you can see, like, a kid watching this. And be like, Those cats are mean for making. No one would ever do that. And be like, well, actually, you want to read a history book? Because it kind of happened. Many times. Yeah. <laughs> let's look. Let's wait for the Five Goes West sequel where, like, in, where uh, Native American mice are uh, <laughs> tricked into uh, going on a certain trail. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, maybe a little later on, some uh, imported Japanese mice are yeah. maybe put in a certain section of... <laughs> yeah. It's like, no thanks! <laughs> oh. 
America, you're not really trying all to that tackle great. too many subjects there, Five Goes West. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually surprised because I don't even know what time period this really takes place. I know because, like, at first I thought it was like early 1900s, but then when they go out west, it looks like the 1800s. Yeah, it looks like mid 1800s. Yeah, mid to late 1800s. And like, so what the fuck? Because there's cars, isn't there? Aren't there? <sighs> I don't know if you see any in New York. Do you? I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. But uh, just seeing New York, it seems like it's updated enough that it would be like 1910 or something like that. Yeah. I don't think it is because they have to take a train out. West. But, I mean, it's just a kid's movie so they can just yeah, be like, Yeah, they don't fucking Out care. West, that's where cowboys are. Yeah. But, no, like a lot of like the filming in this, like... I, the the way that I saw that it was like Spielberg inspired was that a lot of the conversations don't take place like in one area, which I really appreciated. Like a lot of them were like they're walking and talking, like when Tiger's trying to convince his girlfriend to stay, and they're like, oh yeah, that was working their scene. way all the way through, like all the way through New York in these really cool ways, where like they'll be walking on a railing and then they ro- walk down a clothesline and they walk past like a restaurant full of people, uh-huh. like. That scene could have easily been shot like they're both standing on like a like a fire escape talking. Yeah. But because they're doing it where they're just walking through all these different environments, like it made the conversation a lot more interesting. Uh-huh. Especially for like a four year old kid that doesn't even know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh Yeah, and um I didn't. I guess I re- didn't realize how short the movie was until this. Yeah, it was like too. It was when like I eighty four minutes or something. Yeah, like that. when I got to the credits, when the credits first start rolling, I checked and it was an hour and ten minutes. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and I could tell on this rewatch because when I was a kid, it seemed like an epic, and I don't know if it was because of the the score and all the like epic like bonanza type yeah. things. I was like, wow, this seems like takes like all afternoon to watch this movie, but like. I was super pleased to see that it was, as an adult, oh, yeah. it's like 80 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, thank God. But uh, it watching it, it flies by, because there's, like, pretty big jumps in time. Yeah. And it just, like, kind of takes you from scene to scene to scene to scene. Yeah. Where, like, big spans and distance also take place. Oh, yeah. Because they're in New York, and then all of a sudden they're, like, on a train, and then mm-hmm. they're already halfway to the west. Yeah. And then that's where Five will get separated mm-hmm. with Tiger somehow because yeah. he bumbled his way into oh, there. I love that scene so much <laughs> where, like, they're walking through the desert and they just think they're mirages and then they just walk past each other. And then it's like another five to ten minutes before they actually do meet up. And, like, <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because, like, they walk past each other. They could have legit got together then, but then it's like, Nah, they just walk past each other, and it's another ten minutes before they actually hook up. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, you're here." <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, really dug. God, I just want to emphasize again that I really liked Tiger in this movie because yeah. even like the point where he is alone in the desert and he sees his first mirage, and it's just that owl on a cactus, and he's like smooching it because he thinks it's his girlfriend, and he's like, "I kissed an owl." <laughs> Like, I don't even think owls are in the desert. I don't think so either. But like, I just those d- delivery and just like the goofy animation, like legit yeah. made me laugh really hard. Yeah, I love the scene when uh, like that, like those bones 
keep mm-hmm. popping up behind mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps turning back and forth like really fast. And they kept being like, and then he turns around and he sees it still standing up. And then it does like a little dance. The bones do. It's like dancing Buffalo bones. Like the Buffalo bones jump on top of him. And it's like the little native American Indians or whatever. God, that was good. Like the na- yeah, the Native American mice that think that tigers are god. Right. Which I never picked it up before that the Stonehenge behind him was like <laughs> the exact imprint of his body. <laughs> that that's why they made him a god. Because I don't even think I picked that up when I was a kid. Because I was like, why is why is he their god? <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about that part. Yeah, completely. Because like, um, well. I don't know because I remember it slightly from when I was a kid, but I thought it like as a kid, I guess I had no concept of time because I thought all of this movie went on longer. Every single part of it. Yeah. But he's only at that like Indian camp for like two minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Like maybe a little bit more than that, but Mm -hmm. that's it. And that's, he doesn't do anything there except for like get captured and then eat. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. But, uh, those movies like weird because like Fievel's lost in the desert for what seems like a while. And then like once he finds Tiger, like he moves very freely. Yeah. Between the town and where Tiger is. Right. Like almost effortlessly where it's like you, like not even five minutes ago, you were like lost as fuck. Now you're like navigating the desert like a goddamn (laughs) fucking Lewis and Clark over here. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, I, at one point when I was watching this, I'm like, how does he find civilization again? Yeah, I know, he just but, disappears and he's like. But then they just do like, oh, just get on this sage coach. And then it just bounces on him into the town yeah. right under Wiley Burp's nose. And it's like, oh, that was convenient. <laughs> but it played, movie. it played a cool song. So, like, I guess yep. I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. They start, they throw him in a fucking uh, tumbleweed, and he just right. ends up in town. Right. And uh, that's where you meet uh, Wiley Burp. Yeah. Technically, for the second time. The first time you meet yeah. him is, like, in, He's a, in, a dream. in a dream or yeah. an imagination Because Fievel's dreaming about going to the West. Which is, I guess, pretty ironic that he ends up going to the West. Yeah. Well, he does, <laughs> he does like talk it up quite a bit which also kind of pushes his family to just try it out too sure but yeah they do yeah together just right now he like imagines himself being in the west in the very opening of this movie yeah and then it just by happenstance a cowboy puppet tells him to go also (laughs) west and then he's like hey you should do it because i've been playing (laughs) as a cowboy yeah okay five we'll go west (laughs) we'll go i'll go make my violins (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so then, yeah, once they get, once they get actually into the West, I didn't, th- well, the movie's only like 83 minutes long or whatever. So yeah. like it really jumps forward in time, but like it gets to the point where, uh, there's a little bit of, a little bit of strife because they cut off the water supply and they make all the mice work to build up this little town while all the cats are just like waiting anxiously for this yeah. grand opening to happen. But the only thing that really happens, because you're mostly focused on Fievel, is that his sister becomes like a singer yeah. and gets in the good graces of John Cleese. Yeah. Which, I, dude, John Cleese's cat wanted to fuck his sister. Right? 
Yeah. That weird scene when like he uses his paw to dance with her. Uh-huh. I was like, this is fucking weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> they play up like 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 his sister is like, she's older, but she's like 16. Mm-hmm. And John Cleese's cat is like John is like John Cleese, <laughs> right? John Cleese now. Yeah. So they really play it up where like he's in love with her, and but like not only is she a mouse, but she's super young, right? And he's like, oh my, you are my muse. Yeah, I yeah. Must, I must be around you. And so like, I'm gonna take you and give you to my shit. best hoe, and then yeah. make her my best hoe. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, who have who happens to be Tiger's girlfriend? Right. It's all small world stuff. Yep, small world. Uh, but but that, no, all of her, all of her singing is really good. Like the yeah. song where like he discovers her, and then like the really fun song during like the the saloon scene uh-huh. where like all this like crazy shits going on. Where like the spiders trying to capture Fivel, uh-huh. and like all the cats are like being drunk and like singing like this bar shanty. Uh-huh. Like that was a really fun scene. Yeah, that was yeah really fun, especially with all like the that chase going on at yeah. the same time. It was really fun, and the song was great. Oh yeah, God, I can't emphasize enough. The songs are great in this. Yeah. Tonight, 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 tonight. <laughs> really good. Uh, then uh, <laughs> I like that the main, the main like big trap in this is like a just a giant mouse trap. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not just like some pit that they lure things in or whatever, pick them off by one yeah. by one. It's just like, now we're going to get, we're going to pretend that these are bleachers and then we're just going to squash the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then uh, once the uh, tiger goes through his training montage, because we're almost at that point already. Yeah. Um, That was like probably one of my favorite part of the movie was like that training montage into the very end. Yeah. Where I remember as a kid watching this and like that last part made me want to made me like ask my mom for like a slingshot. Oh yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. wanting I want, remember wanting a slingshot real bad cuz they made it look like effortless. Like cuz they were just like popping off fucking slingshots shots like, and shit. Pew, 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 just like fucking just like knocking people off water towers and shit and, like Right. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, slingshots. <laughs> I, cause I remember like trying to find like a stick that had like a little branch off of it. So yeah. you could like make, put a rubber band on it and make a slingshot mm-hmm. after seeing this movie. Yeah. I even tried to make once like the multi slingshot mm-hmm. that that one cat has. It's got like seven yeah, strings got, like, on like, it. How is that? A, how is that effective? <laughs> it's not at all. Cause I've tried to make one in real life. It is garbage. Yeah. It's like seven rubber bands <laughs> and he just acts like, Oh, it's pull the fucking just pull the rubber band and then a magic pebble shows up and it's like right. pew, 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 like fucking automatic fucking <laughs> got a semi-automatic boomerang right or a, a fucking uh semi-automatic fucking uh slingshot, slingshot yeah. just like knocking people down left and right yeah but it was and uh, then that cat never gets his comeuppance because fucking he's fucking lays waste to them and then just you never see him again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he might end up in that cat pile. Yeah, that sure. cat pile when they fucking both when like him and Wiley where Tiger and Wiley burp seizure <laughs> and make them all freak out for some reason. <laughs> and then uh, so yeah, they while y- you think that uh, Wiley burp and Tiger had him on the ropes, the the multi 
slingshot, the semi-automatic slingshot guy, like, <laughs> yeah. disarms Tiger. Yeah. Which, like, demasculates him. And then they have to lazy eye everybody and freak them all out. Yep. And then just w- fucking round them all up on the slingshot, shoot them into space, into <laughs> that mail bag. Oh, yeah, where, that's right. It's so weird. Where uh, John Cleese's character gets abducted by Pussy Poo Lady. Oh, God. Yeah, because they show her... <laughs> Yeah, because I remember like, going to this movie where it's like, oh, yeah, this this one is way more suitable for kids. Until they, in two separate occasions, John Cleese's cat character gets abducted by a chick with the biggest Huge tits. tits. <laughs> just rubs, rubs his cat in her tits, yelling, pussy, 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 pussy. Seriously, the first time you meet her, she says pussy like... 800 yeah. times it just, it's like oh my god pussy poo pussy oh pussy 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 like, jesus it's like jesus it's I'm like, like fucking cheech from uh from dust till dawn it's like waiting for like i got dirty pussy i like i was watching it i was like i'm glad i got my headphones in because chelsea would be like what the fuck are you watching over there on so your tablet in secret. I'm just watching an animated woman stuff a cat in her tits yelling pussy. <laughs> it's what I get off to. Shut up. Yeah. Don't uh, judge me. <laughs> this is my this is my time to be alone. Why are you taking that tablet into the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do that pussy with your tits? What do you do, pussy poo? Uh, yeah. Pussy, pussy poo. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, that's, we pretty much went through the whole movie already. Yeah, it's not like, a long movie at all. No, it's, it's, it's a breeze. And it's very simple, simple premise. Yeah, I, um, I was trying to look up other reviews on this too of like when it came out and it didn't get like, even right off the bat, like super favorable reviews. Yeah. They said it was kind of derivative of the first one a little bit and of just Western movies, like to the point where it's like not anything groundbreaking. Yeah. Which I can see. Mm-hmm. But I mean as a kid, I think this would maybe got me interested in westerns. Yeah. Um whereas like I mean even now it would get me into the western cuz like even yeah. just the soundtrack would like make me feel like I I don't know, I'd watch The Hateful Eight after this or whatever. Yeah. Which I I didn't. <laughs> I don't have three and a half hours or whatever, how long it is to spare, but. But no, I actually appreciated it because it actually, it does dive into like that idea of how people from America took advantage of immigrants when they first came over. Like, I don't think a lot of Westerns even do that because Westerns are pretty cut and dry where it's like got the. The hero, the villain, and then the townspeople that need the hero to save them. Yeah. But this goes that that extra mile where it's like, no, we're going to comment on the fact that there were people here that took advantage of immigrants <laughs> being naive, thinking that America was a land of opportunity, and then shoving them off to like a shitty part of America and leaving them no choice but to make them work for them. And maybe get turned into burgers. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? There's probably some sick individuals sick, out there. Sick, sick fucks. Yeah. I want to turn this Turkish guy into a hamburger because I'm an American. Yeah, turkey burger. America. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so there goes all our Turkish listeners. <laughs> 
but no, uh, I thought it was interesting that they would go that that route, especially for like a kids movie. Sure, that I it mean, was it so... was to- it would be totally lost on a kid. Yeah, but it was for being a kids movie. Like that's some pretty deep shit. Where it's like, here's how we took advantage of immigrants, and then the kids like, oh, okay, well, where's Fivel? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, even, like, on this rewatch, I don't think I, like, when you brought it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely, like, a thing you could pull from this. But I didn't pay attention close enough because I yeah. was also like, where's Tiger? <laughs> like, just show more Tiger. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, overall, uh, like, this is on Netflix now if you have a Netflix yeah. um, subscription. So would you suggest people to watch it? Sure. I mean, like, uh, it. I mean, it's not gonna blow your socks off. It's like the best movie ever. Right. But I mean, it's it's short, and uh, it's kind of a fun watch. There's some pretty cool scenes in there. Yeah. Like, uh, there's definitely you can see a little bit of that Spielberg influence from him being producer with like uh-huh. some some of the shots of like panning through the city and stuff. Like, you get kind of a feel for mm-hmm. what New York was like. Like, New York looks like a was like a shit. Oh yeah, New York looks like shithole. a shithole. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I also remember like watching this. I thought this took place in the same universe as like the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> oh yeah, because sure. it's just mice living with humans. Uh-huh. So I remember like, like, oh yeah, this takes place in the same. Because I, I remember getting like, like Five Goes West and Great Mouse Detective scenes like mixed up all the time. Oh yeah, when I was a kid. I never see. I saw more Fievel than I ever did a Mouse Detective. I think I've only seen like that movie maybe two or three times total. No, it was about half and half for me. I remember really watching the Great Mouse Detective a lot, but yes, yeah, so it's another movie where like mice live together with humans. Right. So it always like threw me off. Like there's a lot of those Mouse Detective, Fievel, The Rescuers. A lot of yeah, mice movies. Jesus. Like, mice and humans just living in harmony. <laughs> There's also like a weird class system in this too, where it's like mice like mice are like the bottom of the food chain and cats all cats are dicks. Uh-huh. And dogs are nice because they treat mice properly, but they hate cats. Right. But cats are the dicks. Yeah. But then there's sometimes where dogs are dicks where they're like when they're like chasing tiger. Like I, I fucking love that yeah. scene where like everywhere Tiger goes, there's another dog that wanted to kill him. <laughs> I love like, that everywhere too. he went, even when he got in that wagon. He's like, "Oh, thank God you picked me up." And then the guy driving the wagon was a dog that wanted to eat him. That gag literally, literally went on for like a third of the movie. Yeah, and, and it I was like, never got old. <laughs> never, yeah, exactly. He ran everywhere he went. There was another dog that wanted to kill him. <laughs> Like, when so he like good. fell off that like one bridge or something, and he ran into all those cages, and they all opened at once, <laughs> and he got chased by all those dogs. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, really good, smart, yeah. smart entertainment there. Yeah. Um, but I would suggest if you maybe watch it as a kid and you like vaguely remember it, maybe revisit it because I think you'll have a good time. Yeah, I got. Pretty much, I kind of had some of the same feelings watching this as I did watching All Dogs last mm-hmm. week. Like, there are some things I remember watching this as a kid that I, that are, like, some memories of that come back to me now. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. And I think uh, if you've got kids, like, old enough, maybe, f- like, three three to eight, maybe, yeah. they would probably really dig this. Because I think that's probably the age gap in mm-hmm. that five years is where yeah. I was introduced to it, too. Yeah. And, uh 
made an impression on me because I watched the shit out of it. So, but yeah. I, I at this point I can't tell if that's just what my mom and dad could tolerate mm-hmm. <laughs> the most. <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, I I really dig it. Um, I would probably grade it probably ooh, uh, maybe an A minus. I really had fun oh, with shit. this. Yeah, I'll give it like a B. Like uh, even going back and watching this, like it made me want to like readjust my rating for all dogs because I think I was like way too nostalgic going into all dogs where I was like that actually is not that great. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm totally but, nostalgic on this. Yeah. Because oh yeah, I, yeah, and I'm nostalgic for this too. But this felt more like I think it was just mainly because it was so simple. Like this one just sure. it just kind of lays itself out. Like there's no big twist or anything. It's no. just. It all it just lays itself out for you and it just and unfolds the way it's supposed to unfold. Right, I totally agree. Like there's no like deep meaning behind oh there's a dog dying. Now there's gambling and now mm. there's a bunch of shit. Right. <laughs> like no, it's just a straightforward family moves to the west, there's evil cats, and now a dog is helping a cat and five will fight off the evil cats. Like right. that's the whole movie right yeah. there. And it's simple and it was fun. Yeah. That's exactly simple and fun. Yeah, and especially with like a producer like Spielberg, where like he knows he kind of knows how to like pan around and like show action in a proper way. Like it, it definitely adds to it Mm -hmm. for sure. So uh, yeah, I give it a very like a middle of the road B for me. Okay, all right. Um, I'm actually surprised that like at the other critic scores on this that they're as low as they are. I guess. But this is like when Disney was like in their heyday. Like yeah, this, but this isn't Disney though. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Disney took animation to a whole other level where like everything oh, yeah. else kind of right. felt inferior. And Beauty and the Beast cleaned up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like Beauty and the Beast where they were just they were just at that point starting to throw in like a little more CG uh-huh. to like really flesh out the animation and not make it look so choppy and like Yeah. Like, like, cause like, I love like watching like 2d animation from this time where like you can clearly see the background animation as opposed to the foreground animation. Yeah. Like, especially there's like a scene in all dogs where <clears throat> Charlie and like itchy are walking down like this like air vent and there's like two different vents and there's one that's like clearly background and uh-huh. one that's clearly foreground I'm like oh i wonder which one they're going to go through <laughs> i pick that out <laughs> all the time because you can tell one that's like painted to be a background of stationary yep and then there's one little piece that's like you can tell is colored differently and you're yep. like they're gonna they're do just, something yep. with that and sure enough they like fucking open it and walk <laughs> through it and you're like jesus <laughs> but yeah it's just fun stuff like that like i i kind of had a blast going back and watching like old 2d animation Uh you don't see it too much nowadays no and like i uh, i've been kind of hankering to see like a more like the only time i really see a 2d animation thing now that's like you can tell like somebody really crafted it is like shorts that i see like on twitter or youtube yeah um and i follow this thing on twitter it's called like on animation i think it's what it's called or at on animation anyway um Every few days, they'll post, like, a snippet of, like, the cr- making of an old Disney movie or, old, like, a Five O Goes West or whatever, where yeah. it's not colored or anything. <clears throat> it's, like, the pencil sketches of the actual animation yeah. and see, like, how it looks 
as it was being flipped and mm-hmm. they're really cool because you get to see all of like their like imperfections on it and like how fluid it really is and it's just nice. like drawings yeah. and stuff and i was like i'm really into like i when i went to college i wanted to major in animation yeah but like i fucking hated my college so i <laughs> changed my major and like i got out earlier yeah. but um i i'm really interested especially in like the 2d stuff on how you can create yeah. this huge virtual world like not virtual but like this three-dimensional space yeah on a flat piece of paper yep so. Yeah, like there are some cool scenes in in this, especially like that where it's clearly two D, but like the way they had to animate it, where they'll do like scenes where like they pan a, like, around a character when they're like doing like mm-hmm. a quick draw. Like yeah. there's like one with Wiley Burp where they go all the way around him, where it's like it's clearly two D, but they had to pretty much map him out right completely because it goes all the way around him. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> See, I love that shit, and it's like. Just a simple shot like that, which would take no time with, like, a camera. Yeah. But it's you just, to... like, painstakingly oh, to get yeah. all the angles right and, like, to mm-hmm. make sure it's all on model all the way around. Yeah. Would be a bitch yeah. to do. Yeah, because I remember, like, I would remember, like, seeing, like, behind-the-scenes things for stuff like that where they would actually, like, construct, like, a statue of characters and just shine lights on them to, like... Kind of figure out where the shadows would be animating them and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, I always thought stuff like that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got for Five of Goes West. Big, big, uh, big good movie. <laughs> big good. It's a big good movie. It's big good. <laughs> you know, big good. <laughs> Did you listen to the latest Threedom yet? Where they talk about Jack Bauer, oh, yeah. he good. Jack Bauer, twenty four, he real good. <laughs> he had uh, Jack Bauer, he twenty four, real good. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Well, otherwise, uh, what else have you been into besides Fifel Goes West? Um, well, I watched a movie from last year called Molly's Game, mm-hmm. uh, the one with Jessica Chastain, where she plays like the woman from like L.A. who ran like her own like high stakes uh, poker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it was fine. Like, Aaron Sorkin is the one that directed it. So, like, a lot of, like, it's a lot of, like, snappy quips and, like, lines. And, um, but, I mean, it was it was fine for what it was. Like, uh, the big thing about uh, Molly Bloom is that she wrote a book where all the people exist, but she changed the names. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, so it's, like... And she says, like, a lot of the people that went to these games were, like, famous. Mm-hmm. And uh, the most interesting character in the whole movie is uh, a character that she just calls Player X, who's played by uh, Michael Sarah. Okay. Who's just, like, a guy who just revels in ruining people's lives through poker. <laughs> like, they even, there's even a scene where he's like, I, I don't like poker. I hate poker. But I just, I just love destroying people's lives. Jesus. And apparently, like, he was, like... They even say in the movie, like, he's a well-known actor. Really? Yeah, and I think I heard somewhere that, uh, like, uh, based on, like, what people know about actors in Hollywood, there's, like, uh, I guess it's known that Tobey Maguire is, like, a really, he's, like, a like kind <laughs> of like a card shark in a way. Uh-huh. And, like, from what pe- how she's, like, described, like, who this pl- player X is, a lot of people think that it's Tobey Maguire. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and he just goes to these poker, these poker things and then will just egg people on and try and get them to bet all their money and then 
destroy them in poker and then revel in the fact that he destroyed someone's life. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why oh, you dick, Tobey Maguire? Yeah. Because there's like a, like, uh, and like he kind of like make like drives her out of uh, Hollywood too because he tries to, because uh, they, they pretty much use his name to get like her poker game off the ground because he's a well-known actor. Uh-huh. So like she kind of uses him to bring people in. So then he's like, "Oh, yeah, so we were making quite a bit of money. I think it's time to uh to kind of cap off your tips." <laughs> and she's like, "But it's my game. It's like all my money I'm putting into it." And he's like, "No, we're going to cap off your tips." <laughs> she's like, "No, fuck you. I don't need you then." So then he just make he just like so like even like to the very extent where like she's on her way to like the next game. And then everyone starts texting her being like, hey, we found a new play. Sorry. And then, like, just all these people texting her saying that they found another game. And then, like, <laughs> the minute all she gets all these texts, she just gets a call from him. And all he says is, you're so fucked. And hangs up. <laughs> Jesus. Like, oh, my God. He just sounds like such a dick. <laughs> God damn it. But, yeah. So, Michael Sarah is, like, it's not like the, it's not like a huge role in it. But he's legit, like, the most interesting part <clears throat> of the movie. All right. Sweet deal. Like, just oh, such an asshole. <laughs> and uh, me and Molly went to the new theater. Yeah. Like, that has recliners, which uh-huh. is so fucking nice. <laughs> and uh, we saw Quiet Place. Yeah. Which is probably one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time. Really? Like, I <clears throat> left that theater sweating. It's so oh, tense. <laughs> it is so fucking tense. It's like I'm pretty sure there's like an hour. It goes like an hour straight where it's nonstop tension. Oh fuck! I uh, Chelsea brought up trying to see possibly a movie this weekend, and uh, I'm like, well, there's not really much out new this weekend unless you want to see a quiet. And before I even finish, she's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, yeah, we'll it never- is so tense. <clears throat> like the way the way they play with sound, like. Because it's so quiet, like they amp up every sound that happens, <laughs> like the like uh, that scene in like the uh, trailer where like the lantern falls over, like it sounds like a gunshot in the theater. <laughs> like they really amp up all the sounds that are in this. Okay, and just yeah, the way they play with sound is just any any small thing that makes a sound, you're just like fuck, and you're just like you're just on edge. And they even do, like, a thing where, like, uh, Emily Blunt's character's pregnant, mm-hmm. and then, like, her water breaks in, like, the worst possible sure. instance. <clears throat> yeah. So it's, like, imagine, like, imagine, like, Chelsea <laughs> when her water broke, but then there's, like, evil monsters roaming around that will pounce on anything that makes the smallest sound. All right. And imagine that scene playing out for, like, 15 minutes. God damn like, it. it like it will like fucking exhaust you how tense <laughs> this fucking movie is and like uh i think like the animal like the the creatures are like designed really cool too like yeah their heads are kind of designed like one giant eardrum oh cool where like it's just it's just, like constantly vibrating like around them uh-huh like it's really fucking it's i think it's really cool like okay. i highly suggest checking it out I definitely want without to. without Chelsea. Yeah, I think Chelsea would have a heart attack watching this. 
but it's it's hella it's hella good awesome and they even kind of play pull like a like an it at the beginning where they show like yeah we ain't fucking around anyone can die oh jesus christ <laughs> all right so it, it definitely keeps you tense all the way through and it, it's really well done Pro it's I would not be do not be surprised if this makes my list at the end of the year. Oh shit! Okay, it's really good. Um, how's the new theater in general? It's good. It it's like I feel like the the seats, the recliners, like take up a lot of space. Yeah. Because like I feel like there was a lot less seating in the theater than there usually was in the old one. Sure. But. Those recliners are so fucking nice. Yeah, I bet. God damn. <laughs> like, you just melt in them. And there's even, like, a button where you can turn it on where, like, it heats the seat, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, they sell beer, and it's not too bad, either. I think yeah. it's, like, only, like, I think domestics are only five bucks. Is it, like, the same way the, the theater before was? No, or? there's no buckets or anything. You just, ah. you have to buy it individually. And they only let you buy one at a time. But it's 16-ounce cans. Okay. But they only let you buy one at a time, huh? Yeah. But you can still go out and get another one. All right. But All it's right. fine. It's it's a give or take. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> and uh, that's all I've been watching. Um, I <laughs> was trying to s scrape up anything that I've been into this last week, but... uh. Yesterday, for whatever reason, I came home and the Flintstones movie was on with, like, John Goodman and, like... Where? Here, in my house. What? Chelsea on Netflix, on? yeah. Oh, I don't know why, but I we watched the whole thing. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I barely... It wasn't, like, a mainstay at my house or yeah. anything like that. Like, I've probably only seen, like, twice in my whole life. I remember it being really weird for like it felt like a felt like what should have been like the sequel to the Flintstones, where like like yeah it's it's like your introduction to like the Flintstones and then it's like oh now we're gonna make them rich and get a mansion and like this big car and you're like whoa I don't even know who the Flint slow your roll I don't even know who the Flintstones are right now <laughs> I uh <laughs> I when I was watching I'm like. They do a good job of, like, bringing the cartoon to live action, yeah. I thought. And the casting was pretty spot John on. John Goodman is a really good Fred Flintstone. Yeah, and um, Barney Rubble is well cast. Rick Moranis. R Rick Moranis. Um, Rosie O'Donnell's in it. She's uh, yeah, plays Betty. Spot on Betty Rubble. Um remember who plays wilma yeah chelsea whatever forever reason said she didn't like her and then i went into her whole filmography and she's like well i've never seen that i've never seen that i'm like well i don't know what you have or have not seen or why you don't like this woman she must not just like her face or something i don't know but i thought it was like a pretty good recreation of it and like i was wondering like what it made to warrant viva rock vegas but like the first Flintstones movie cleaned up. Oh, yeah. Like, it did really well to warn a sequel. That McDonald's marketing for it was Crazy. Dumb. Yeah, crazy dumb. Jesus. I remember they had some elaborate-ass fucking McDonald's toys for that shit when it came out. Yeah. Like, I think there was like, it was, like, a thing where, like, it came with, like, a fucking building. 
that like a car <laughs> that a character drove was in it where it was like super elaborate for what most of their McDonald's toys are. Yeah. Like it's usually just some like wind up bullshit. But I remember like those Flintstones ones were like super elaborate where you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I think that might've been one where they had like cups or something. They also gave away. I could be wrong on that, but, um, I, so the first movie cleaned up and then I was like, well, what did Viva Rock Vegas do? Didn't even make its money back. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. And then it also had like the, like a weird fucking cast too. Like one yeah. of the Baldwins was Barney. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Fred wasn't John Goodman either. Yeah. Every, I can't all, remember the who whole cast Fred was different. Was, yeah. But, uh, anyway, so I watched that. Wilma was like the chick from Third Rock from the Sun. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> not it was not good. No good. I remember I remember I stumbled on that movie way too much when it was like on stars or some <laughs> it shit. It was it's always on stars. I wanna say Still. Betty I wanna say Betty was played by uh Jenna from Thirty Rock. Oh yeah? Yeah. I don't remember. Off the top of my head. But a- a- anyway, it's on Netflix if you want to watch the Flintstones. Yeah. There you have it. It's a sterling review. Yeah. If you want to watch the Flintstones on Netflix. Uh, and then the only other thing I've been into is I read Action Comics 1000 today. Oh, boy. Where it uh, it's a 93-page comic, and it is uh, written by a ton of popular writers now and popular Superman writers throughout... Um, the last few decades who are yeah. still with us and then uh, a slew of artists that wanted to draw Superman and stuff <laughs> like that for the first and I don't know and more other times but <laughs> it was like a collection of like little short stories throughout the whole thing of just like different little things here and there yeah and some of them were um, okay and some of them were actually pretty inspiring yeah. like it was just a celebration of Superman's whole history mm-hmm. and I uh, thought it Thought it was really good. Like I, it comes at a like a higher cover price at like eight bucks for the issue. Yeah. But uh, I would recommend getting it. And I, right after work, I went to the only comic book shop that we have, like in our area, and they yeah. didn't fucking have it. <laughs> I go in and I'm like, first of all, this comic book shop sucks, right? <laughs> it sucks hard. And so I went in and I was looking at all the new releases and I'm like, where the fuck is it? And then I went and looked for something else that also came out today and that wasn't there either. Mm -hmm. Then I come up to the counter. I'm like, and I'm the only one in the store except for the two people who were running it. Yeah. And I'm like, do you guys have Action 1000? And they're like, uh, no. And I'm like, the foot, what's that? And I'm like, (laughs) okay. Like, well. We got it for people with their pull list, so like it's they're on they're on on hold for people, but we don't have any extras. And I'm like, why? That's what I was thinking <laughs> in my head. Like, this is a fucking very popular issue. You didn't order extra for this shit for like people wandering off the street to get it, like me. And they're like, well, we'll probably get it next week. And I'm like, okay, see ya. And then I walked out the door. I was like, what the fuck is your problem, guys? <laughs> then I guys? beat the shit out of him. Yeah. I, I could have beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you doing, you, you fucking cucks? You don't even... 
God, they're like one of the most popular issues of the entire like 10 years and you don't fucking have it. You stupid assholes. And so then I went to our like, we have a books a million that's like by us. And I'm like, well, they have comic stuff. Maybe they have it off chance. Yeah. No, they didn't have it either. They also didn't have the other thing I was looking for either. It's like, God damn it. So I came home pissed off because I was looking just forward to it all day. <laughs> so I bought it digitally. Yeah. Which I wanted just a physical copy of like 1,000 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I went on the internet and just bought a copy of it. So it's going to be <laughs> delivered to my house as well as bought a digital copy of it. And I was like, I even tweeted about it because I was so pissed oh, off. I saw that. And I was like, this is why people buy shit on the internet, you fucking cucks. <laughs> oh my god you're turning into such an old man you're like turning into like a digitally like, like a digital old man i'm just like my god this is why i buy things on the internet <laughs> don't forget the cucks get cucks <laughs> anyway it was good i suggest people buy it just yeah. for the just for to, to have in a collection even if you don't oh yeah like collect books or whatever it's yeah it's a it's a th- thing that will very rarely happen Yes. And in like uh I think like a year and a half Detective Comics will come out with their thousandth issue as oh, well. Oh shit. Yeah. So look forward to that. There you go. So you get a bunch of Batman. Yeah, Batman throughout time and all that shit. Nice. Uh but anyway, that's that's pretty much all I've been yeah. into this last uh, week. I'll, I'll bring up another thing that I was looking through Amazon and one of my favorite movies from last year, The Florida Projects for free on Prime. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh shit. You want to check that out. I add that to the list to yeah. watch. It's one of it's one of my favorite films from last year. I highly suggest checking it out. Check it out, people. Uh well, that's it. That's the show this week, JT. Well, so done. if people well want to watch Florida Project and tell the tell you what they thought of it, where can they do that? Well, Send all your comments my way at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and hey, why not Bucky for everyone on Snapchat? Troy, if you want to join the bandwagon on talking about how big of cucks those guys at the comic <laughs> shop were for not having that issue, you can do that with me at Troy to the Max on Twitter, or you can join our uh, just a new thread on Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. Well, we'll both hop on there at that point. There you won't even know who's replying to you. Yeah, you, 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 you fucking cuss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Facebook.com slash Review Review Pod. Uh, now that I've just said cuck so many times, I've forgotten all of our plugs. But uh, <laughs> all of our... Meet us at Cucks at Cucks.com, Cucks. <laughs> uh, all of our new episodes are uploaded at uh, uh, ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com. If you don't want to go there, that's fine, because we have uh, our show on a multiple other pl- uh, platforms, such as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call them. Oh, yeah. Uh, while you're there, you can rate and review us. Because uh, if you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. If you got mm-hmm. something long form to say. Do it at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Email in on uh, your thoughts on uh, a multitude of things that we ask throughout the show. 
you can do that. You're more than welcome. Yes. Be sure to go to our Twitter and vote on the review term of random movie. Hard to say. Review term of random movies too. Yes. Got Tombstone versus Mars Attacks. Should be a good one. That should be a surprising reveal. Yeah. Either way. I don't know. Uh, but that's the show. What do we got going on next week, well, JT? next week is going to be a big holiday for people like you, Troy. Yes. Because it's going to be Avengers Infinity War coming out that week. <clears throat> yes. So to honor this momentous occasion, we'll be going back to the Avengers film that we have not reviewed yet. Uh-huh. That we've, just to see if we fight about this one, too, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the original Avengers movie right? to get ready for Infinity War right. coming up this coming weekend. Yes. Um, also, if people are interested, this is another plug, um, for Imperious Rex to get ramped up for Infinity War as well, yeah. we reviewed the original Infinity Gauntlet oh. comic series. Which ended up being a hilarious episode, because <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet may not be as good as you remember. <laughs> so check that out on YouTube. I think you might enjoy it. Uh, but that's the show. But No, I'm interested for uh, next week, for sure. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it holds up, especially in, like now that maybe kind of like the allure of the fact that it's a movie where all these superheroes come together might have waned a little bit. Yeah. Now you can... We can kind of take it as, like, just a movie by itself uh-huh. and see if it still holds up. I think it's going to be kind of interesting. Yeah, I would like to do that. And we will. We will. <laughs> but uh, until we watch the Avengers for next week, I have been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am GT3K. And we are off.